I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun, for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, welcome to, uh, I don't really know what to call this, but I'm, I'm just going to go with it's the old guard pod for taking a look at roster, uh, the roster for Sporting Kansas City going to next year. Uh, this is Thad Bell. I've been around the season ticket holder since day one. Sometimes I actually pay attention to the team and know what I'm talking about. Uh, with me, I have Robert Russert, who, you know, been around forever and written about this team for a long time and analytical. And of course, the stats guru, the numbers, the history, the historian, the unofficial official historian of soccer in Kansas City, Mike Wikipedia or Mikeopedia Kuhn. <laughs> See, I thought we were just calling this uh, the adults are talking. I thought that was a good, good way to go with it. But yeah, no, it's we, we we're kind of joking <laughs> about that before we started recording is that this is we, we want to dive into each player and what we think is why they should or should not stay. Um, I think this will have a couple more pods. This one will be on the defensive end and we'll have a, probably one on the midfielders and one on the forwards. So let's just start with keepers. Uh, first name on the list, Mike. Uh, the starter coming into 2021 or 2022. I'm sorry. Uh, Tamelia is uh, out of contract at the end of this season, no options. Um, so he would be the uh, the first one on the list to uh, break down. Who wants to? I have my opinion. Do you want me to just go? Sure. <laughs> um, I think it's time to uh, say goodbye to Mr. Melia. 
He's been great for the team. He's a future sporting legend, but he has regressed greatly this year, in my opinion. Um, the expected goals versus goals allowed. It, he's been, I think, only Montreal's starting goalkeeper is worse in the league in that regard. Negative um, 5.9. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's not having, which for those that don't know, that means he's allowed 5.9 goals more than expected this year. Um, so not, not exactly a good situation. Um, he's also, uh, according to the MLS uh, players' salaries, he's on uh, $525,000 uh, for his salary. And again, he's out of contract, so there's no there's no need to negotiate. There's no need to to make a move one way or the other on that regard if you don't want to. So, in my opinion, I'm not I'm not convinced. And we can talk about this with Pulse Camp. I'm not convinced Pulse Camp is ready to be the starter, but I think it's time that we move beyond Melia. Robert. Well, okay. One contextual contextual question here is, and you guys, especially Thad, I think knows SKC2 better. SK2, SKC2, do they have a goalkeeper ready to be that third goalkeeper on the roster, in your opinion, Thad? Not ready. Um, I mean, there's borderline. There's uh, the keeper that just played for them in the last their last game of the season. Uh, he played a couple of them. Uh, Ceylon. Yeah, Ceylon. And I mean, he's looked good, but he's uh, an academy keeper. I don't. He's also sixteen, so yeah. And, and, uh, unless he's a uh, unless he's a clear, uh, clear immediate hop in, and like in, unless he's a uh, a borderline ready to go now, I don't think you need to sign a sixteen year old as a homegrown keeper. No, right I, now I, it would be smarter to sign him to the two team and then see if he develops and a couple of years and then maybe add him at that point. So no, but you can pick up a, a, a extra keeper from around the league. That's, uh, you know, Kendall McIntosh is there. You could pick up a third keeper. That's just a backup. That yeah, is... So the problem there in my mind is, okay, what if Pulse camp goes down with an injury? You've got McIntosh in there, which, okay, he could do a good job, but wouldn't you feel much better if you have Tim Melia there as a backup? I mean, him taking a cut in salary, that could be a deal. And Sporting's done that with players before, done with Roger recently, done it with Zuzi. I could completely see that happening. You know, re-sign Milia at a two or 300000 less, and you've got a solid backup if you need him. Well, with, with that, I think it comes to whether you're – a whether Melia is willing to accept the pay well, cut as well yeah. as the uh, diminished role in the team, and on sure. top of that, I think it comes down to uh, whether Sporting is ready to move on. Because on top of that, Melia turns thirty-seven next year, and I know right. that that is goalkeepers' age at a different rate than field players, but he's already the second, if I remember right, second oldest player to have ever played a game for Kansas city. Um, the only two players older are Precky and Mo Johnston. So he's already beyond even like Jimmy Nielsen when he uh, in the 2013 season. So right. it, it's not, it's not like he's uh, it, it's not like he's just kind of reaching that upper echelon point. He He's at that point, if not already kind of, 
past it at this point. So I, I just am not sure that that's a situation. But if he's willing to accept the backup role, I wouldn't hate it. But I also, I, I just think it's time to move on. And if you need a, if you want a more veteran keeper to back him up instead of Mac, back at Pulse Camp instead of Macintosh, I think there are going to be plenty around the league that you could go look at. Yeah, another stat as far as Amelia going downhill is uh, as far as crosses go, the stat is crosses stopped percentage. Um, and Amelia is at a 4.4 as opposed to Pulse Camp, a 7.2 rating. So definitely a big difference there between the two. How much do you maybe attribute to just how poorly the team played this year uh, in front of Tim? because he was he was in goal when there was a lot of bad play especially in the midfield and pulse camps had the benefit of the team playing better when he's been in for at least on this the, the back end of the season yeah that's a critical point he's had that huge benefit of uh, you know august and september so far so yeah it's hard to judge him from that completely he's made some, some mistakes i mean that goal that was allowed just in the last game he should have covered his near post better. He's made little mistakes like that. He hasn't come up for balls, maybe that come out of his goal for balls that he should have. And, uh, you know, he's certainly making those mistakes. Yeah. At, at the same time, though, that the the stat, the expected goals versus goals allowed stat, that takes into account the uh, caliber of the chance that's created by the other team. Right. So to be at the level Melia was at means that he wasn't saving shots he should have saved this year. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so, yeah, I I love Melia. He's been great for the club. But, yeah, I, I think it's time to tip the cap and bid him adieu. I can Robert. see the point about picking up a goalkeeper from the league to be a you know decent backup. I can see that point for sure. And, you know, they've they've had a decent record of picking up keepers off the, you know, waiver wire and things like that that have been decent keepers and moved on to compete for starting spots other places. You mean like Tim Milia was himself, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> um, the the mustache guy from that's Atlanta, uh, Alex Khan. <laughs> so St. Louis City could make Milia their expansion draft pick from us. Who knows? Uh, they signed yeah, he'd a goal be out of contract, so yeah, they, they did. They, they but, signed uh, a goal already. Up, I mean, though, but yeah, he's he's out of contract, so that's not going to be. All right. So, uh, final decision from Mike would be for him to go from for you, Robert. I can see him staying and keeping him if he takes a salary cut and a diminished role. I'd keep him that way. Otherwise, yeah, I would say it's time to go on. Uh, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna make one more comment before I give my final vote. Um, I, just going off of eye test, not going stats uh, too deep into the stats on it, but eye test was he was very, very poor early in the year, and he got better towards the middle. Right. Um, and I've noticed that over the last couple of years, I felt that he's had like a few games where he was just not at his best. And then he would kind of round back into form and be the Tim that we kind of expected him to be. Now, that may have been more affected by how the team played around him and some of those other factors. Uh, so with that said, I, I, I would love to see him stay for a lesser amount of money and compete for the starting job, not have it, not tell Pulse Camp he has it because I want those guys to compete for that spot, right? Uh, and that's that would be my final vote. But I'm okay with him going also as, as much as I would hate to see him go. He's such a good guy. 
right. we can debate legend status later. Yeah. Uh, we've kind of talked about the other two keepers a little bit, but let's go on to the next one officially. Uh, Paul, John Polskamp, for me, he's the presumed starter next year right now. He also <laughs> signed a brand new, he signed an extension to his contract earlier this year that takes him through 2025 with an option for 2026. I think he's here. I think it's a guarantee that Polskamp is back. I think I don't really think we need to talk much about him. No, <laughs> not, I, not not that he's not 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 that that's a bad thing. It's just I don't see a debate on him staying or going. He's yeah. staying. Right. I, I agree, Robert. The last salary I saw was a ninety-two point two total compensation, ninety-two point two k. Is that accurate as far as we know, Mike? Uh, yeah, that is still accurate as of the April salary posting. Um, right. Obviously, they haven't posted their later ones, or if the new contract he signed comes with a pay bump, I would assume it comes with something that would still put him right. probably in the lower half of the starting keepers in the league salary-wise. Um, so, yeah, I don't see a reason to deviate from uh, the path with him right now. I like the big bear. Yep. Um, so we are, we're, we, we all assume we, he's staying unless some weird thing happens and they make a trade some, that, that would be a pretty shocking move. Correct. Uh, next up, Kendall McIntosh. Team option, right? Uh, no, he's actually out of options. He was on an oh, he option. Is. He was on an option last year that they picked up for this year. Um, Cause they signed him in 2021 with a 2022 option. And so he is actually out of options, at least according to what I'm looking at. And, and, and from what I understand, that is correct. Um, personally, I would like to see him stay. I think he's a competent backup. I don't think he's ever going to be, at this point in time in his age, be a competing MLS starter. But if you look at his stats from when he was with SKC2, they were always terrible because, I mean, the team was terrible and he would get eaten up, but he would make a ton of saves and he would throw his body into it. And, um, you know, there's probably a, a better backup out there, but I think he's a competent backup for if you're not looking for an extended season. I think, honestly, if you want McIntosh to say, I think it goes back to our question with regards to Tim Melia. Um, and if he's back or if you go, it, it depends on how confident you are in Pulse Camp being the starter. I think if you're 100% on that path and you feel 100% confident that you're not going to regret that decision during the season, you can keep McIntosh as a, as a backup and a spot starter. But if you feel, if you have that little bit of doubt that Pulse Camp's still young, could he, could he hit some sort of wall and you feel like you, you need MLS quality uh, starting quality uh, goalkeeping I think you have to look for a more experienced goalkeeper to back up Pulse Camp. And I don't know if McIntosh would be in a situation for him where he'd want to be the, be at 28 almost till turn 29 before next season, where he would want to be the third keeper again, basically. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't know if he would want to. I'm just in the vein that I'm perfectly happy with keeping him. No, I, I don't. I, I'm not against him staying. I'm just saying that if, if there's doubt on Pulse Camp, even a little bit, and you want to bring in a veteran with more experience to back him up slash push him, 
it, it Macintosh isn't that player, in my opinion, that is going to uh, really be the one that pushes uh, Camp to be the starter at this point. All right. So, Robert? I'm just looking at Mr. Chad's article, and he has Kendall Macintosh listed as a 2023 option, team option. So that's where I got that from. So, okay. Maybe incorrect. Yeah. Oh no, they they did. I'm I apologize. I'm seeing that their article now that they did. Yes, when he re-signed in at the end of twenty, in December of twenty twenty one, he did have a twenty twenty three option. I did not get my information updated, so I was incorrect. So yes, right. he does have okay. an option to whether they want to pick it up or not. Which okay. gotcha doesn't change a ton. Just means that they can right. They can do it. I mean, yeah. he performed well in his uh, start. Tuesday night, and uh, I liked what I saw, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with keeping. The uh, the weird, interesting stat uh, from uh, American Soccer Analysis of goals added by players. He's the only keeper with a positive goals added <laughs> stat of the three keepers uh, in one one match. <laughs> yeah, of of point zero six. By the way, uh, Pulse Camp had a negative three point three seven, and Tim had a negative six point zero eight. Whatever that really means in this category i don't know but <laughs> i just found it as an interesting trivia for this discussion so option keep i'm with I'm, keeping. i'm i'm good with keeping uh it like i said it just depends on what your what your take is on the uh rest of the goalkeeper situation yeah it may be his personal decision that he'd want to go elsewhere as well right. so he, he, he may want to make a make a run with a usl championship team as a as a full-time starter i mean like, like i mentioned he turns 29 before the season that's kind of yeah. hitting the prime of your goalkeeping age so he may want to go somewhere and try to be a starter all right so i think we all would keep him if he wants to and moving on because we gotta here comes i think the toughest area because <laughs> defense um <laughs> shall we just start with the left and work our way across let's do it Yep. Right. So no sweat there. No. Um, <laughs> which one do you want to start with? Oh, you, let's, you started it off. Yep. You started with Ben Sweats. So um, Sweat already under contract through the end of next year with a 2024 option is where uh, where we're at with Mr. Uh, ben Sweat. 200K salary. Yep. Not a, uh, not a, oh, you know, not that high price. No, God, I wish I made 200 K here. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, so ask if you'd have asked me this month ago, I would have 100% said uh, that he has to go. And I'm still not sold that he should stay. I feel like there's been many times this year where he's been the slow man to get up off of the back line and kept players on side that has led to goals. I know that's not a stat, but I mean, off the top of my head, I think of that four, three loss in Austin where he was, he held players on twice, if not three times in that game. And then even, uh, even the Minnesota game uh, this past weekend, he was the one that uh, kept uh, Garcia on side on that ball that uh, he scored on. So he, he, I, He's playing better. I don't want to take that away from him. He's playing much better now, but I have 
concerns about his play on the left back position. Yeah, I mean, if you want to look at some stats, as far as stopping dribblers or allowing dribbles to get past him, he's at a 19%. So 81% of people who try to dribble past him have gotten past him. So that's a stat. Uh, his interception stats are decent, but as far as passing percentage, uh, as, as a wide back, he has the number one passing percentage uh, for left backs uh, over, of course, um, and Denbe just by a slight margin. But his crosses have been really good. I like uh, those as far as those go. He has no right foot whatsoever. There was a moment in the game uh, Saturday night where I just had a chuckle because he faked to go right and he faked to go right and he faked to go right, but he never did because he doesn't have a right foot. <laughs> yeah, at, at least, yeah that, that was always the thing. Precky had just enough, well, not just enough. He had a very good right foot, but he had not, he, he would went right enough that you knew that you had to respect the right. And <laughs> I don't think many players that are defending Ben Sweat respect his right foot. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Precky could go right once in a thousand tries and you still like he would still beat you because he even if you because left he could, on his... because the one in 1000 that he goes right, he's scoring with his right. Yeah. <laughs> but but even if you defended him to the left every time, he still beat you almost every time. So yeah, yeah we're, we're we're not talking Ben and Precky in that same category in, no, any, no, in no, any way, no, shape, or form. No. But he's that's not what he's there for. He's to get up the field, cross a ball in, get it to some place that Agata or some other center forward that shall remain nameless can head that ball in. So, so yeah, and you know it, it's the same argument in a sense as with Melia, if you will. Um are you going to find a better backup left back that knows the league that you know, can step in and you don't have to worry so much about his mentality or if he's going to make some really, really dumb mistakes, you know, besides what we've mentioned. So, yeah, are you going to get that for 200K at this league? Is there any reason to try and get that if you drop him? I don't think so. I No, I, I don't think so. Um, I mean, again, as long as the expectation, I guess, is that he's not expected to be the everyday starter, I'm okay bringing him back is the uh, presumption presumptive backup to Ndembe. I think, I mean, I think he's shown over the last month that he, he can be an asset to this team. Um, I've just, I cringe a little bit every time I see him start, even in, even during this stretch. I'm, I'm definitely not as down on him as uh, you are, but I do understand why people have been. Uh, he's, he's had some bad games where he's, yes, cost some, cost them some goals uh, I do think I do wonder how much of that was him coming off that injury last year and not getting some games in there to get back in the condition but man I, I will give him this is not necessarily a reason to keep a player but I got to give him some kudos because there was a time when they didn't have another left back and he wasn't 90 minutes fit and he was just putting in a shift and that probably led to some of those not getting up the field fast enough that he caused a guy to be on side and things like that. So I have a little sympathy in that regard. And so, but for 200,000 as a guy who will push for a starting spot, but maybe be okay with only getting spot starts or relief. I'm, I'm good with him. Yeah. And, and that I think is one thing that you have to reassess your mind with, with, with regards to the league. Um, Cause us, we've been around the league for a while. We've seen the 
league where the backup was getting paid $27,000 a year, right. basically. So you, it's, it also goes back to an article I wrote a little while ago with regards to the uh, trades and the allocation money that's involved in trades now is so much bigger than it was three, four years ago. You, you, you have to retrain your mind that 200,000 in the league is a good, is a good, price for a backup it's not yeah you, you're not going to have a backup making under a hundred thousand in every single position unless he's a homegrown yeah and even then they're not all going to be that price right robert any final thoughts on ben no let's hit logan all right so logan and dembe uh, he's probably i think he's around for a couple more years uh three Lo- years logan and dembe signed a three plus one uh ahead of this season so he's under contract contract through 2024 with a 2025 option so he's still around for a few years uh 350,000 I believe according to the or close to 400 when you add in all the compensations so he I mean I I like him I think he's done well I would like to see more but at the same time I know my mindset with any player, any U22 initiative player, or any player basically under the age of 23 is I expect growing pains. But as long as I'm seeing good play overall from the player, I'm okay with the mistakes because I know to expect it, even from Belgian U21 internationals. As far as stats go, uh, 50% dribble. He's stopping 50% of the people who try to dribble by him. His interception numbers are, are decent in line with other guys. Uh, and he's the second highest wide back as far as passing percentage goes. So, I mean, yeah, he's had some growing pains for sure. I was pretty high on him like everybody else was when he first came and the first couple of games. Since then, I've kind of faded off on my admiration of his abilities. But I think he's got a pretty high ceiling. Yeah, There are some things he needs to clean up. But, uh, you know, like you said, Mike, it's expected with an under 23-year-old. Right. Yeah, no, I'm pretty much in that same vein with he's had some growing pains and he has that ceiling that could make him a premier left back in MLS. Uh, but I don't know if it will happen. So well, we've seen plenty of guys who have had one year in MLS like this and the second year they just take off. So I don't know if that'll right. be him, but. And he's, he's had a couple of injuries and stuff like that that's kept him out. So hopefully he uh, – I think we're all in agreement, so uh, there's really not much more yeah. need to discuss that. We have let's, – let's flip over to right back real quick because I know we only have a few minutes before this Zoom ends, and then we can maybe start another one real quick to do the, do the sure. center backs. Um, right backs, we, we have another pair on that side which with a little bit of the same kind of vein, an old guy and a young guy, and what do we do? So I'll start with the current starter this time, uh, Caden Pierre, uh, under contract till 2024, option for 2025. Um, homegrown player, so uh, does not count against the cap in that regard. Um, I see zero reason to get rid of a uh, not even 20-year-old right back that's starting for you and starting to really grow into the position, in my opinion. So. I don't think there's much to, uh, this is another one that I don't think there's much to discuss here. Um, he looks like he's 15, but anyway, um, <laughs> he does, 
but no, have you noticed he has a very good penchant, and this is actually not a very good habit, but he has a penchant for clearing the ball nearly straight up. <laughs> He's done that often. So he needs to curb that and, and improve at that. It's, it's a difficult skill. It really is to clear a ball in the appropriate direction and everything. But um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of seasoned players that don't do that. <laughs> exactly. But obviously his ceiling is high. He's got the speed. He, he doesn't have the nuance to his game that Zuzi has. And I don't think he ever will, but he's got other things that uh, uh, Graham Zuzi prime Graham Zuzi did not have. So He's a better defender starting off the the, the bat. Um, I love his defensive tackles. He makes he comes sliding in out of nowhere sometimes, just speeding in there. I'm actually a very big. I'm very high on Caden Pierre. I th- I think he might really grow up there and and be really good. Uh, obviously, he's still so young. You never know about that stuff. But I was just a little disappointed he wasn't in the at least the top twenty two or you know in the twenty two under twenty two kind of thing. I know I there's a lot of good he, ones out there, though. I I don't think he, he even even if he was really standing out, I don't think he had played enough to really catch the eye of anyone. And honestly, a right back, unless they're unless they're contributing a lot more into the offense, they're not going to catch the eye that's going to get them on the U twenty two yeah. twenty two under twenty two. No, uh, yeah, I do understand, but we have seen years where they've put people on there that had played less than some of the good players that sporting had, but that's another story all in favor. There's no re- there's no argument. I mean, there's no reason to discuss this really any no, further. Not really. And I threw out a stat or two. Yeah. 71.4. The people that try to dribble by him, he has stopped. That's far and away the top percentage on the team. Second of all, his interceptions are very good. And I like the interception stat because it shows how you can read the game. Well, I think it reflects that in some ways. So his interceptions are high as well. So well done, Mr. Pierre. All right. I think this one might have a little discussion here. We have a few minutes. Mr. Zussi. Has an option still for uh, for next year um, through 2023. He's actually uh, to- did take a salary cut with his new contract. He's at uh, 450000 according to the uh, players union. So. This one is hard because I really, really badly want one of those mythical one club players. And we didn't get that with Beasler. And I hate the fact that we didn't get that with Beasler. And I really want to get that, I guess, with Zuzi at this point. I, if Zuzi's not ready to retire, I, I, part of me really wants him back just for that reason alone. And I know that's not a good reason, but I would like him back for that reason. You're letting emotions get into this, Mike. That's not normally you, man. Yes. Would Uh, Graham play for another team? I don't know. That's in his mind, but my read of him is he, I don't know if he would. I I have a little doubt that he would, but you never know. I didn't think Matt would. Yeah. Okay, it's it's tough, yeah. So I mean, stat wise, um, forty five point eight. The people that tried drool past him, he stopped, which isn't a bad. It's top five on the team. Forty two interceptions, though, is the big number. Um, pretty impressive number. He reads the game well. The man can still play. There's no doubt about it. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm in favor of keeping him. He took a salary cut. 
He's a good uh, mentor, I think, as well. So I'm in favor of keeping him. Well, I guess here's the question. Do you pick his option up or do you not? And un with the hope that he would take a pay a slight, another slight pay cut to come back under a one, another contract. I would definitely talk to him about that. Um, I mean, that's one of those, like you, you don't want to insult the man who's done so much right. for the club. That was my first thought. At the same time, you need to manage the money that you're spending and a 400 earlier when you're saying like a $200,000 backup is that's yeah, really no big deal in this league anymore. A $450,000 backup is a little bit more of a big deal. Although I, I think he could be used in a lot of different roles that, you know, Peter probably wouldn't use him in, but I mean, he could come off the bench to do a winger, a midfielder, a defender, you know, uh, just be that smart guy off the bench kind of thing. And he just has that work ethic and example setting that is so good, but is it worth 450,000? That, that's really difficult. Uh, I, I'm going to side with Mike and wish him to be back because of emotions. I like the guy. Yeah. And I like, I, yeah. I, I it, it would be like watching Matt Beasler in an Austin Jersey when, yeah. uh, if he goes to another team. Um, again, I like numbers wise, there's, in my opinion, you, you look to go with a younger right back to push Pierre in my opinion but I don't want that <laughs> I want one more season with Zuzi now here's something we have mentioned and not that I expect it but Zuzi could always retire yep he could 100% just call it a career after this year um, which is one path we haven't talked about but if he wants to play, I would like my heart wants him here. My head says it's time to move on. Is there a right back at SKC two that uh, could be that younger back with the it's, uh Well, younger is a relative term since the year nineteen. Yes, I know they have. Uh, I can't remember which one's a right back, but I know they have Kobe Jones and uh, Mikey Lennis, both under USL or not USL MLS Next Pro pro contracts they're not neither one's on an academy contract they're both on pro contracts so either one of them could in theory come up but neither one really seemed to nail down the starting job with skc2 yeah but you can't go by that too much because no, they rotate no, guys they, just to they, give well, them they, looks they, they do they do but at the same time if a guy locks down a position they tended to stay there and neither one could really lock down the position i don't i don't have the skc2 stats pulled up but i don't think either one started more than 10 games this year no um and i don't think kobe jones is ready for that i mean i'm i really like the kid and i think he's got a future potential future but i don't he's not even remotely ready for that Linus might be much closer uh spencer glass could actually probably play on both sides he's a good option for that um, did pretty well with them. All right. Um, let's wrap. I mean, we're all, are we all in agreement on right backs at the moment? I believe so. All right. So we're going to take a quick break and come back on the other side of this in, uh, just shortly for you guys, probably a little bit longer for us. So.
All right, we're back after our little break. Um, now it's center backs. That's probably going to have a little more discussion than the other positions, I think, so far. Should we start on the cheap end or the expensive end, Mike? <laughs> uh, I was just going to say let's start with the ones that are, well, safe? I don't know. Yeah, sure. Let's start safe and go to – let's start with the safe ones and then go um, – Is anyone safe? Yeah, I'm, I don't know I, that we know anybody's safe for sure. I, I, I the, okay, but of the of the ones of the five center backs, I think Volader is the safest. U twenty two, U twenty two initiative under contract till twenty twenty four, with an option for twenty twenty five. So, if there is a safe center back, it is uh, it is Volader, in my opinion. Okay. Is there any reason to argue on this one at all? Uh, I, I know Robert's, uh, you know, wants to throw out at least one stat. So, well, he makes a decent salary, four hundred twenty-seven k, all things considered. But um, I think he's far... looked good in the games he's played. Yeah, yeah. I mean, early in the season, there were some definite young player errors. I think he's shown more confidence uh, in his recent performances. However, Saturday night when it was him and Fontes and center backs, that was not comfortable. <laughs> it did not go well anyway, but I never want to see that again. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's third in center backs in passing percentage, 85.3. His 18 interceptions is a very good number for his minutes compared to everybody else. And only 40% of those who have tried to dribble him have gotten by, so... I just want to like hit on that one point though. Um, when Robbie and Fontas was both out there, Fontas was on the right and Robbie was, was on the left. Yeah. And if I remember from the first year of Fontas, anytime he was on the right, it was not so good. Anytime he <laughs> right. was on the left, you could make a case for it not being good, but it was far better than being on the right <laughs> of the center back pairing. So, That's why I never want to see that again. <laughs> um, I don't, I would probably trust Robbie to be on the right more than I would Fontas. And, but all right, all in favor of Volador staying, he's going to be staying because he's got a contract and he's not done anything to piss off Peter. So well, as far and, as we know. Yeah. And, and to continue on with the, he's under contract uh, for anybody that's listening, I think that's going to have a major effect on a number of players as we go through the entire right. roster for players that we may want to leave. Um, but their contract situation makes it hard. Um, and I think we'll get to that more with other positions actually. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, there'll probably be one in this one, but anyway, we will get to that. And I think when our final episode, we will try to break down maybe just that last, like what moves would we actually make if we were the brain trust in sporting? Yeah. All right. Next up, which way are you going? And well, I'll, and I'll, I'll do, I'll, point this out really quick Volader is the only center back on the roster with a guaranteed contract for next year the next four guys that we're going to talk about all four at best are on an option next year let's go to Kaveh Red what do we think of Kaveh Red <laughs> I I that size said a lot, Mike. <laughs> well, I I think he's gone. I mean, I the you you need those type of the you need the homegrown slash inexpensive contracted players on the end of the roster 
to help make up the numbers. And homegrown players as being cap exempt is a huge bonus. Um, Kave Rod is on, has two more options, 23 and 24. Um, if I remember right, he's only played one league, one game for SKC, the first team this year, and that was the Open Cup against Dallas um, this year. I don't, I, I, I don't think he's back. I don't, and unless he's comfortable being fifth on the depth chart, I don't think he's back. Okay, right. so he's best. He's played, from what I recall, on the left, left center back most, correct? I think he's played both sides, quite honestly. Yeah, I, I think he's played no, both no. right and left. Okay. He's just, he's just fit in, and he's, he's been all right most of the time. I think a lot of time when he's not looked good has been what who's been around him in the, the you know, the game uh, scenario going on at that moment. So he's only 21. So, I mean, how much time did he get with SKC2? 800 something minutes, if I remember correctly. Um, but he, he didn't get a ton because remember all the injury issues we went through this year? He, he was basically the last man on the bench a lot of the time. Right. Yeah, um, right. So yeah. he didn't get a lot of time, I think, as much as he could have with SKC2 because he was needed to fill numbers on skc on the bench well and at there was times when they were looking at guys down there you saw easily uh mcclogan um uh janik i'm not i can't i don't know how to say his name but the guy that got hurt early in the year uh trying to think who else his brother played they moved him back to center back from being a d mid didn't um, uh wasn't barnett the academy a contracted kid a center back as well yeah I think he played a few or a couple at the beginning. I think they they also went with three in the back occasionally with Spencer Glass being one of them. They, they did a lot back there this past season. Yeah. Let's just put it at that. Um, and they did even, a lot. Even if you say they went with three in the back, it was really a four with a guy going forward. If I Again, I can't say that uh, – Absolutely 100% because you know how bad it is to watch MLS Next Pro when you're not actually in person. So, so Thad, what are your thoughts on Mr. Rad? I would like to keep him, um, but that's that really depends on him at this point if he wants to, if he has that, if he's been showing the drive in practice that he needs to be doing. Um, it's hard to judge based upon the games he's played in, at SKC too because they've been pretty bad most of the time or mediocre, we'll just say. Uh, I, would, I wouldn't mind keeping him, and he's cheap, and he's a fifth center back and fourth center back maybe, or whatever we end up doing. Yeah, I mean, if he wants to stay, I'm good with it. I expect, Again, as I mentioned earlier, having a homegrown player that's right there, especially with the fact that I don't think there's another homegrown player ready to come up and be that fifth center back at this point. Um, I don't think there's... I don't think there's a guy on SKC2 that's ready to plug into that. Now, that also brings up a point that we uh, can get into later, uh, but draft position, center backs are always a, uh, a good spot in the draft um, to look at. Do you drop that and go with a – but that's getting off the topic of 
yeah, the and current then, roster. And I have no faith that a draft pick will come in and do oh, anything. We're we're, we're dra- going to be drafting high enough this time that we may actually right. get one. We may he may actually be on the first team instead of going to the immediately to SKC <laughs> two like pretty much everybody since Colton Storm. I will uh, probably lay a small bet with you later on that option happening. Oh, I'm not. I'm not taking that. I <laughs> I know better. I know better than that. I've been around Peter Vermes too much to take that bet. Um, so I'm just I'm saying that a, it's a possibility. I'm getting a bit of okay. Keep him great. Not keep him. We're okay with that too. Yeah, pretty much. I if he stays great. If he's gone, I don't think it's a huge loss right. i mean right. he, he he's the same age as uh as voliter mm-hmm. and voliter from what i've seen of the two of them voliter is clearly ahead of him right well voliter is german and rod's north carolinian <laughs> <laughs> i know it's north carolinian i believe but anyway mm, maybe uh no and look i i would love rad to succeed and i have thoughts that he could i just i i'm okay either way i mean i I don't want that to be a negative on him if he goes somewhere else he might have more playing time and and grow so he might need to go to usl championship team or something right all right we've got two down let's just continue with the predominant backups this year i guess and uh go with uh mr courtney ford the hole in the socks man yes (laughs) um He's got options for 2023 and 2024 uh, still on still on the cards for him. He's relatively cheap at only 151,000. Um, I've liked what I've seen of him, um, and I don't think there's a reason really to get rid of him at this point. I think he's he's a solid athletic center back. Um, you can. We, we can debate the, I don't want to say, say authenticity, but we can debate the situation that saw him suspended for 10 games. Um, but I, I've i liked what I've seen, and I'm okay with him being a third center back slash spot starter slash yep. wherever you want to stick him. So especially at that salary price, I see no reason to not pick up his option. In fact, at that salary price, it's good reason to keep him. But Robert, your take. Um, You know, he plays right back, right center back most of the time, same position that Izzy plays, and we'll have that discussion here in a little bit. Um, can he slide over like many people have been thinking and maybe saying as a possibility to play left center back and Izzy at right? Then we have two athletic center backs, but you know, again, we'll talk about Izzy here in a little bit. So that's a bit of a question, uh, I think. But yeah, I mean, there's really no logical reason to not keep Courtney Ford around. He's shown well. I think he's liked by Peter as far as his habits and his, you know, into the team's, you know, goals and uh, team's uh, framework. I'm trying to hit the word. What's the word I'm looking for, guys? The team's chemistry. Yeah, whatever you want to call it. So, yeah, no reason, not at all, to keep Courtney Ford. That's pretty easy. That's probably one of our easiest ones. At least for the center backs. All right. Next up, uh, let's go with Izzy. Okay, let's do it. Izzy's on an option. Uh, he has just one option left for 2023 left for him for uh, the team. He is 
making in guaranteed compensation, and this is where I think some people will be lost, lose this, is he's making over a million in guaranteed compensation for the team. Um, I, I'm not convinced that you keep him around. Um, I know he's on an option and yeah, I, I'm not sold on keeping, uh, EC on the team next year. Well, you gotta go deeper than that, Mike. I just, he's the athletic center back and I feel like he gets beaten in the air too much. He, uh, watches the ball go over his head a lot. It feels like. He uh, gets caught uh, drifting, and whether that's him or the right back is always debatable because we saw with uh, Colin years ago where he would drift out wide, and that was because of the right back situation with uh, Juliao out there. But I'm, I think there's better, especially for the price we're paying. I'll agree with and you. And I think that'll be I think that'll be a theme for the next two actually. <laughs> Robert, I know you have tended to be a, a fan of Izzy and I have at times it, it has felt this year that a large number of those balls that just drifted over somebody to a person on the back post for a header or in the center for a header or whatever, Izzy's been the closest person. That doesn't always mean he's at fault, obviously, because right. there's different situations but um, I do I also and again it's like I feel the the last few games he's been better and that's you know the the everybody on the team has been better or the the play's been lifted there's been less chances coming down because the midfield's been better there's a lot of reasons you can look at that I the question of the 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 cost and the eye test for me has not always been perfect I mean, nobody's been perfect, so that's that's really a bad way to say it. But my eye test is that I've worried about him a little bit more than some others. It's like, there's others that don't get that jump up there either, but he's supposed to be the athletic guy and the speedy guy, and we see a older, slower guy going forward more often. So, <laughs> okay, so I mean, should I talk positives or negatives first? Okay, we'll start positives. Okay, so in my mind, the key with Izzy is he does so many things well, so many little things well, and a lot of those are on the ball. Um, he's very good on the ball in not even passing, but just in little moments. His touch on the ball, he's delicate when he has to be delicate, when he's in a tough situation. He's good at that stuff. Uh, he is, there are faster center backs out there, but he's no slouch. No. There are center backs out there more dominant in the air, but again, he's no slouch there either. Um, I don't know if I agree that it's so easy to find someone better than out there for that money. If so, where are all these dominant center backs coming from? I mean, there's not that many that stand out in the league in my mind, but um, here's the issues I have with him is I'm not sure we are used to as sporting fans. And I think sporting as a team with just the way they do things and their mythology is Issy ever really bought fully into that? Cause you can maybe see it sometimes in not efforting extraordinarily in certain moments, whereas a Matt Beasler would, or even a Courtney Ford has, or somebody, a Roger Espinoza, you don't see that with Izzy in my mind. 
not saying that he doesn't work as hard or anything, but those extra moments where a little bit extra can get the play done. I sometimes don't see that in Izzy. And I don't see him as big of a team guy as I do other guys. Maybe he is when I don't see him. Maybe is it training? I don't know. So those are a little bit of the issues I have with him. But I think there are some things about him as a player that some people miss that they don't appreciate as much. But um, so it's a tough call. It's a tough call. So you uh, you said for the price point, you didn't think you could find a dominant center back or where all those dominant center backs are. I'll throw okay. one name out for you that makes only $75,000 more, according to the Players Union. Yeah. Walker Zimmerman. Right. Wakes only, but wakes how only many of those are in the league? It, you don't get it within the league. I mean, you, yeah. you don't go within the league to, to, to oh, find that. He was from within league. the league, though. He, he, <laughs> no, he, he was within the league. Yeah. But you said how many are within the league. And you, you, you asked about ones in the league. And I just yeah. – th- there's one right there. Aaron Long, who's a free agent, I need to look up his now that we're now that I think about him. And yeah, he's on the older side, but he's he's making less than EC or yeah. right around the same amount as EC. Yeah, he's, and he's a and he's a free agent this coming off season. Right. I've, so I've seen some people complaining about his uh, play this year too, but I, and I have not I'm watched not him close fan, enough. But, yeah. I I, ha- I haven't seen enough, but he th- those are two right there that are I would argue at at or above EC's level already. Arguably um, throw in Tristan Blackman, but maybe. maybe. Yeah. So, I mean, there are players within the league and it's, you, it's, you, you, you did make a really good point. It, 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 and as you said, it, it made more sense about there's just something like he doesn't have the intensity or the, the there just is something with him that, as you said, he doesn't, it doesn't fully feel like he's bought in. Right. They're just a, And I don't know what that is, but I can't put my finger on it exactly. But as you were saying that, it just clicked with me that, yes, that that is easy for me. Basically, there's just something there that he I yeah, as you said, if he's not fully invested or what, he just isn't. It's not there. Okay, like I said, we don't see what how he is in training, etc. It may be agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Okay, I've been the one that's usually down on Izzy, but I'm going to flip to the other side for a second because I have to do this, right? Um, There will be times that players are, they don't go at 110% because they already know the play is done, right? right? Uh, A a parent on my daughter's soccer team one year hated Jimmy Nielsen because somebody scored on him and he didn't die for it. And I'm like, he would not have gotten it. The, the best <laughs> keeper in the world was not going to get this. And she's like, he should have made the effort. I'm like, Oh my God. All right. So I sometimes see Izzy as because he is athletic and has some speed. I mean, and you could, you could see this with like some of the previous center backs have had that, that sort of thing is they, they look like they're loping down the field or whatever. And it doesn't look like they're just busting ass to get there, but that is how they run. So there's some of that, I think, in Izzy too. So I, I'm, I'm coming to his defense in those regards where sometimes he doesn't look as intense, but he's not, I don't know that he's ever going to look that intense. That's yeah. he's, He's a very smart player. And I, I think you're right in, in saying that, you know, he knows there are certain situations that yeah. he's not going to be able to make a difference. And so he's going to run down to be there if something goes haywire. You know, the guy 
shoots it off the post or the keeper does make the save or whatever, but he's not going to sprint in and take a, a yellow card for taking the guy out just to, you know what I mean? He's not going to do that. Uh, again, I, we can talk about how smart he is because he is definitely smart in some of this. I don't think he's as good in the air as you think he is and some of these other things, but I'm going to come to his defense on that side. Well, and one other point I'll point out with him that we actually haven't with a number of the older players on the team. He turns 30. He'll be 31 before the next season starts. So, yeah. again, center backs, ten, center backs have a shorter shelf life than goalkeepers, but a longer shelf life than other positions on the field. But at the same time, you're starting to get into that gray area with uh with center backs once they hit that point and they can go downhill really fast as we've seen with some previous center backs that we really truly loved not going to mention any names but you run that risk with when they do hit that mid or starting to get into 30s they can go like pretty quick as my knees can attest yeah So so let's look at a few stats as far as in the context of how sporting plays they need their center backs to be good on the ball okay and Fontes has been that. Izzy has been that. His passing percentage is the top of all center backs, 88.7%. He uh, dribble-wise, you know, the stat I've been using all night, 66.7% of the people that try to dribble by him, he stopped. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, second on the team. So are we going to be able to find somebody, and, and this will go into the Fontes discussion too, is it right center back that we need the most help? Arguably, Courtney Ford is there. Izzy's there. That's a pretty good tandem. Is it really left center back where we need to build this team up? That's a question. Well, and yeah, as you said, that'll lead into the next question with regards to Fontas, because personally, I don't think this team can compete for trophies if both of those two are back. Right. Agreed. I 100% do not think they can compete for a trophy with those two as the starting center backs next year. I'm hesitant. I'm not 100% convinced that they can if one of them's back, but I've at the same time with how Vermes has coached this team and how he's done roster building over the years. I don't think Vermes will get rid of both starting center backs in one off season. I think one will be back next year. Yeah. And can I interject? Of course. Because if you get rid of both of them, you're going to have to gamble that the two people you get to replace them are going to hit. And if they don't, you're in a heap of trouble. Yeah. And they can build chemistry quickly because that's sometimes the, the biggest problem with center backs is they don't, they don't, they're not used to each other. They don't know how to read what they're going to do and know where that other guy is going to be. Yeah. So yeah, that, that leads into, Andre Font. So yeah, I will let, hold let, my I will hold my judgment on yeah. EC until we get done with Fontas, basically, yeah. and then we can debate the two because I think we're both of all three of us are under the opinion that at least one of the two will be back. Is that a is that a fair assessment for the three of us that at I least so. one of those two will be back? Yeah. These two will be back, Thad. I would not say it's an unfair assessment. I don't know that I believe that a hundred percent, but let's let's go on. Andreo Fontas, Fonti. So Fontas is out of contract. Um, some would say finally, um, after the <laughs> uh, four and a half year deal that they gave him. Um, 
he is uh yeah he's fully out of contract he uh turns does he turn i believe he turns 34 before i believe does he is it 30 yeah it's 33 sorry uh he turns 33 later this year he is making uh 1.125 million according to the players union uh this year presumably if he were to return he would come back on a smaller deal one would hope as a as a 33 year old um hallelujah he like like ec he's looked much better the past uh during and everybody else on the roster he's looked much better during the uh last month or so run that the team has been on than he did um was a finalist or was he a finalist for defender of the year? he was close to defender of the year status last year before he t- kind of tailed off towards the end of the season um he was in that conversation whichever way you look at he it. was yeah um i'm he's not a player that i would like to see back but at the same time unless vermes is going to do other things on the roster that we can talk about later i could see him returning if vermes sticks with a sticks with voltaire at the six I could see Fontas back because while Voltaire is a good passer, Fontas is a better passer. And the way Casey has played the last few years with Fermi's, you either need a six that can pass or a center back that can pass or both. And preferably both. Preferably both. And Voltaire is not a bad passer, but he's not Elie level passer and he's not Fontas level passer. So I could see Fontas back if unless if if he sees Voltaire as the number six next year, I could see Fontas back as the as the distributor out of the back five. And I'll just add, and we'll get to the midfielders in another episode. But not if he brings Walt if Voltaire is there, or he brings in another six that will be a step up. That is enough defensive presence, also, because that's the problem: is you need a defensive presence in front of the center backs that wasn't always there for this team. Robert. So you guys talked about drop-off. Um, Pontus was in that discussion, defender of the year. He was, he led the league and um, I'm sorry, goals added at some point. I don't know if he ended up in top on that or not, but um, he, he is currently in the, the number one goals added in the, on the sporting Kansas city okay. team by so, a good I shot mean, too. I think his fall off this year has continued from the end of last year. He still does some good things, but I think he's been a good servant. Um, his buddy Ilya was jettisoned last year. I think Andreu is out of the door. Thank you very much. You've been a great player. We love you, but your time is gone. I would not say great. <laughs> well, I would not nice. say he's been. I'm being nice. He, he's been a decent player the last the once he finally got healthy he's not been bad um yeah yeah but at the same time he's also been one of the slowest defenders i've seen in a very long time um, no i didn't say hey you've been great i said you've been great you know <laughs> no he and, 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 and that yeah he he's not a fast defender i mean no. it, it, and and i think that ties in with some feelings on ec 
where if like like i said before if you're gonna it, you, you, i expect them to keep one if it's fontas which i stated for the passing reasons you need a quicker more athletic center back next to him than ec you need somebody younger who has some pace could and, we clone and make healthy Ico Para? Because I would take that. Because that I think that as a whole would kind of work. I'm pretty but, sure that's why I saw Ike going into Cerner Labs that one day. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if Fontas is going to stay, you need an athletic center back. If EC is going to stay, you need to find a a guy that can pass either at that center back position or at the or at the six. Now, Izzy is not a Fontas level passer, but he's pretty good. No, he, he, he's he's not bad. It's just yeah. he he's not the type of guy that will. I don't right. want to say lead the offense because that's not yeah. what he does. He's but he's, that's he's not breaking that, lines with his yeah, passes. That's what that position does right. in the Kansas City system, exactly. it runs right. the offense basically from from the right. center back or from and the six. We have had center backs that have uh, been really high passing percentage but they weren't great passers for distance because we moved the ball around from the left back to the left center back, to the right center back, to the right, right. back, to the D mid back to the right back, et cetera. So you, you get a lot of chances to make short passes. Now he's been pretty good at that. He doesn't give up the ball a lot in my opinion. So that's been, is he's one of his strengths is he doesn't, he doesn't yeah. make a lot of bad passes and he doesn't give up the ball when he has the, when he's been challenged. Yeah. Um, so it, it comes down like, okay, so I don't think we have a really easy answer for either one of these two. So I'm just going to praise it this way. If you were Peter Vermees, what do you do with those two guys? Robert, you go first. Mike, Mike talks a lot, so you go first. I would drop Andreu, uh, and I would keep Izzy, and I would hopefully already be scouring the globe, scouring wherever I can to find a replacement on left center back. Because Robbie, Robbie is not ready to be that guy yet in my mind. And I mean, okay, Mike. I, I, I lean, I, I lean that way. I lean towards keeping EC and saying adieu to Andreu. Um, in an ideal world, it would be both of them, but I don't think Vermes is going to do that. I just yeah. can't see him doing that. So if it's one or the other, I tend to lean towards EC. And the only reason I'll say that is because he's younger. Because other than that, both have their both have their pluses that they bring to the team. And what? we're not getting rid of both. So I will go with the younger keeping the younger one. All right, before I give my complete answer, I'm going to throw out a question. Which is easier to find, a center back that has the passing ability of Fontas or a center back that has the athletic ability of Izzy? And that's the, that, that's the other point that I kept coming back to in, in, when I've had this discussion elsewhere. It's harder to find a passer. It yeah. is absolutely harder to find a guy that can pass. And, and play decent defense. And play relatively decent defense uh like like fontas can it, that is absolutely the harder uh h- harder position to find um it's at the same time a slow defender who turns 33 is not yeah. going to get any faster no, fontas no, no. is very very slow um robert in that in terms of that question what do you think man 
What was the question again? <laughs> Sorry. When, when you look at it from the perspective of, do you replace the oh. better passing center back or the more athletic center back, which one's easier to replace? Well, I think I, I just like Izzy as the combination of what he is as far as passing and physical ability. Um, uh, I think Fontes can be replaced. I'll just say that. Yeah, I would, I would hate to see him go, but I, I do tend to agree. Um, and honestly, if if I was the scouting team, I would be putting center back resumes on Peter's desk saying these are the guys we think can replace both <laughs> of them, quite honestly, because that's $2 million of salary that you could well, probably pay a million dollars total and have an upgrade. Um, fair enough. Well, you can't really do that really you don't have the you can't do the tam to get two under one one player under that one contract just saying we, we can work it out just, just just saying just saying you can't can't do it that way let's not put in people's heads that they can take that two million and invest it in one specific no no player. no 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 that was definitely not what i was meaning i was okay. meaning take the two million and replace both of them Okay. Or you could probably get both of them. You could probably get two center backs who could be at least reasonably close for a million combined and then upgrade a position a little bit farther the field that we need to talk about next time. Um, and we're going to run out of time again here soon. We've actually talked much longer than I thought. Go ahead, Robert. Me, you got one thing. Let me throw this out. Would you be comfortable, more comfortable with ending up next season at some point a left center back of Andre Fontes and a left back of Ben Sweat? Or would you be more comfortable with right back of Graham Zuzzi and a right center back of Isamet Marin? Which of those scenarios would you rather have than the other? I would almost go with I'd be okay with the left side better in really? that case because I think we'll have Tommy in front of them. <laughs> I, I don't... I don't know if I would trust a starting 37-year-old Graham Zuzzi um, next season. 36. 36. <laughs> Which he'll, if he's no, back, he'll, he'll he will turn start. He, he would turn 37. Really? I've got 35. Okay. Whichever anyway. it is. Anyway, whichever <laughs> it is. I'm, he, that, I've had yeah. a night, so. Yeah. Um, I, it would be a, a yeah he, tur he turned 36 in august so he would turn okay, 37 okay. in august of next year so i don't think the blue test that i looked at was incorrect i i, I don't <laughs> trust a 37 year old uh graham zuzzi to be the full-time starter spot well, starter, i said at some sure. point yes. during this season. yes he will start at different times yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. all right so, so one more real quick question just because you kind of made this uh, you made a comment earlier that made me want to ask this because you talked about, you know, one of the slowest defenders, center backs we've had. Who is the slowest center back that's, that Kansas City has had on their roster that's played regularly? Oh, damn it. <laughs> I was going to say Vuk Rasevic. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to do a deep, deep cut there. Yeah, um, well, you still got it in. That's the good part. I think uh, I know the answer. I just can't think of the bloody name. Do, 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 do. I don't know. I know people used to call there's a defender that I'm thinking of that people used to call traffic cone. So, but that may have been his defensive abilities. I think that was more defensive abilities than slowness. Um, All right. 
if this Javar? Is, that's who I was thinking. Really? I think I think Vuk Shavar was slower Thomas? than Shabar. I think yeah. Vuk, Vuk Rasevic was slower than Shabar, but Vuk only played one game. So. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't really I don't have a uh, enough no, database. He, he played he played one game playing, and got so. subbed at halftime. So that tells you how how that experience went. <laughs> All right, having a brain block. Who's the guy we got rid of last year? Center back, foreign guy, lived above Ali. Who am I thinking of? I don't know. Mike is going to pull it out in a second. <laughs> I'm going to pull it up very quickly because I'm. It's racking my brain, and we have like two minutes left before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Puncic. There we go. He wasn't exactly a blazer either. No, he was not. He was not <laughs> a blazer either. He. He. I think he was. Ex- yeah. Yeah. He, he actually he changed his name to Sweat and came back. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's playing in Bulgaria now. Well, that's a step up. All right. Um, thanks, guys, for the, the chat. It's fun. Um, I don't know that we have solved world hunger or sporting's problems, but we will continue to work on it in the next episode. Um, hopefully, everybody enjoys listening to us ramble and discuss and a little bit of argument, but nothing too too bad. So that midfielder discussion is going to be a good one. Yeah, yes. and I, I think the final decision day when we get to the end of this, we'll have to like a real quick boom, 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 boom. I think that might create another argument. So, yeah. <laughs> so, thank Look you, gentlemen. Yep. Thank you. We're out. Mm-hmm.